avid world explorer, Jess has worked in international marketing both in the United Kingdom as well as Australia with clients based around the world. As the founder and editor-in-chief of AwShot, he is responsible for brand collaborations, team management, innovation, and everything in between. Everyone in the AOV community, welcome today's guest, my boy, Jess Lois. Jess, what's up, brother? Hey, Prince. Thanks for having me on here. Very excited to have a chat. Dude, that uh, for everyone at home wondering where that accent's from, why don't you let us know where you're from yeah. and a little bit more about yourself? Yeah, so basically I'm based down under in Australia in Brisbane, which is uh, in Queensland on the coast, so I get the opportunity to see the beach quite often. I basically started a photography community that the basis is to showcase underrated photography talent. Because we realized that there's a big market on showing the big photographers, but the little guys never get to have their work seen. So basically, me and a good friend of mine, Alex Spurway, we started that in 2015. And since then, it's really just kept going. So we have a magazine, community events, everything like that. And as you said, I work in marketing. So I've basically just got back to Australia from 18 months abroad in London about four months ago. So I had the opportunity to travel around, work with international brands, everything like that. Dude, that's awesome. Congrats on that. That sounds like a cool deal. Get paid and get to travel. Yeah, mate. It was pretty good. That, that's Got a, to do quite a few trips through Europe. That's awesome, dude. That sounds like a winning combo. Yep. Everyone's dream. <laughs> so why don't you tell me, first of all, how did you get started in photography? Yeah. So basically... In Australia, it kind of started as the whole urban exploration scene. As When I was younger, most photographers were doing that. There's always some people that really stood out to me. Wait, a, a and they what kind scene? Of, uh, urban exploration, basically like exploring abandoned places, tunnels, all of that. There was, it came over from America, I guess, in uh, England. And a lot of photographers started doing that and city shooting, like all that type of thing. And then there was quite a few creative photographers out there in Australia, that really inspired me to push it just a little bit more. And I realized those big guys, their work's getting seen, but the little guys, they're not. So that's really, when I started photography, I started with the playing with the concept of Oshot in my mind as well. But we didn't launch that until 2015. But I started photography around maybe 2014. And since then, I've diversified into landscape, portrait, and lifestyle and travel, things like that. Awesome. So from there, what made you... what? What inspired you to create Oddshot? So that's your community you built, your magazine. What inspired you to start that and why did you start that? Basically because it's always – it's we draw back onto the concept of featuring the underrated guys that have don't often have their chance for their work to be published or seen on a large scale. And we operate on a no-bias system, meaning it doesn't matter how much experience you are, how old how you have, how old you are, everything like that, where you are, your situation. As long as it's an inspiring photo, then it has a chance to be showcased to our community. So we're quite small. We've got around 12,000 followers and whatnot through our social media, but we're growing quite fast throughout the world. So when I was in Rome for Christmas last year, I had the opportunity to go over there with my housemate for uh, seven days. I was put up a story and there was guys in Rome saying, let's meet up and let's shoot, everything like that. So it's really cool. There's pockets of people around the world, just small ones at the moment, but it's really cool. It's really authentic. We try to strive to stay real and not sell out anything like that. 
Dude, absolutely, absolutely. I'm curious. I got to ask. Artists, artists love to toss out the term sellout. So I'm curious to what what that means to you. Like you said, you want to keep it real authentic without selling out. What does selling out yep. mean to you? Basically, when it comes to Oddshot, we don't ever want it to seem like we're trying to make money. Yeah, it is a business. But at the end of the day, we're striving to push the community. That's the main goal of it. Our slogan is for the community, by the community. So basically, when we started it, me and Alex, we had absolutely no idea what we're doing. I was studying a certificate in graphic design at the time. So when it comes to the magazine, I had a tiny idea of what I was doing. But since then, we've basically just written the rules ourselves. And now we've got a team of six of us. And we're all just photographers with following and people know who we are. It's all through that community. So we don't ever want to appear to be just trying to make money out of the community. Gotcha. So it's, it's more about you don't want to appear that you're just trying to make money, but it's not yeah, exactly. shy away. Okay. The way I look at it, the, the money you make should be a byproduct, right? Of the yeah. of the exactly. change that you're creating or the value that you're driving for your community. Yeah. People understand that, that it is a business, things like that. But we always try to focus on the community side of things, so the events, everything like that. Yeah, no, absolutely, dude. And I, res- I have so much respect for you for that because I think that's super important. And if you want to build something with longevity that has legs and a strong foundation, then I think that's really the only way to do it is to be authentic yeah, exactly. and real. And uh, I think it's just about having conversations with your community. Like, hey, guys, we're creating yeah, exactly. free content. So if you can, and that takes a lot of time and money. So if you guys can help support us in these ways, or we're going to do this to keep the content free, but just know that we're all on the same page, you know? So yeah, exactly. uh, I think it's just communication. It's just a conversation that needs to be had. And that's all. Mm-hmm. We're very uh, transparent with the community when it comes to things like that. That's awesome, dude. So... Tell me a little bit more about the magazine. So you, you started the community, Shot, and then you st- launched this magazine. Tell me about the magazine. Yeah, so basically when we launched it, as I said, we didn't really have much of an idea of what we were doing. And we started with just 20 pages. People submitted their photos. We credited them, and everyone had a chance for their work to be seen. And now we're up to our – we've just published our eighth issue – and in the eighth issue, it's got 100 pages and 12 articles. So it's got six country features. So I reached out to our community in Tahiti, Sweden, Switzerland, places like that, Hong Kong. And they wrote about the culture and the photography aspect. So we're trying to inspire the community to travel as well as to keep creating. So we reached out to other people that are well known in Australia when it comes to like travel photography or portrait photography. So it's basically just gone from there. We've had the, our community supported us so much that we've gone from a small 20 page magazine into 100 pages with 12 articles, everything like that. That's amazing. How do you how do you create a magazine? I feel like there's a lot of for all the artists at home, like let's give them some value right now. Let's teach them. Yeah. Give us the steps for whether you own your own community on Instagram or whether you're just a solo artist, like what are the short quick steps on creating you know, from start to actual physical print in your hand. Yeah. So basically, I guess to start off with, you need an idea, a rock solid idea that people will latch on to. And we're lucky with Oddshot that there is a large underrated community of photographers around the world that have amazing content. So that idea, we just came up with it. I was speaking to Alex one day and I said, let's try and do this. And he's like, yeah, okay, sure. So he works on the community side of things. And then I work on the design side of things. And as I was 
dabbling in graphic design at the time. So basically, I just ran with it. That'd be my main advice. If you've got an instinct, then trust your instinct and go for it. So what we did was we asked our community to submit photos, everything like that, and we just went from there. Then we ordered it, got it printed and shipped it out, and everyone, it's a different feeling when you receive something in print or a physical, hard copy of anything. So people love that feeling, so it just kept going and the support kept going from there. So I guess the biggest tip I could say is if you've got an idea that you feel is going to change the world, then give it a go and run with it. There's no harm in trying. Absolutely. We're, uh, do you have any recommendations as far as places online that someone could actually print their magazine? Uh, yeah. There's a few. It depends what you're looking for. For small quantities, you could go to a place called Blur. We use that for the very start. But unfortunately, they don't have like one-on-one support, whereas the smaller uh, agencies that we use now, they do have that one-on-one support, which is extremely important when you're trying to perfect a brand image. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And uh, like I said, hats off to you because I know how difficult of a task that can be putting together a magazine. So congratulations Thank on you. that. And, and Cheers, I hope mate. that continues to see a lot of success. With that said... You obviously believe in in printing things. Why is the mag physical instead of digital? It's because we realized that as a photographer, and especially an underrated photographer, you don't have the opportunity to see your work in print most of the time. So when a magazine arrives, it's a a different feeling because you see your work next to a guy who's got 30,000 followers or a world traveler or everything like that. There's no bias on where we put you in the magazine. So when they see that their work is among all these other amazing creators, it inspires them to keep pushing harder and keep creating. It's just a different feeling when it first arrives. That's why I don't really want to push into the digital side of things because we heavily rely on the fact that there's that emotional feeling when you receive your your work inside a printed magazine. How do you guys feel about printing images and do you feel like that's important you know, today? Yeah, I feel that print, unfortunately, is an industry that is dying from a marketing and graphic design point of view because the more that we come into the digital world, we just kind of lose touch with it. But it's all about that feeling for us when you do receive your physical copy of your hard work. It's physically there. And as a photographer, I have quite a few of my own photos printed, and I feel that even though it's not necessarily meant to be, it's kind of a benchmark. When you see your work, you can critique it a tiny bit differently when it's digital so it's the benchmark for improvement even though it's not really meant to be absolutely what are some services or things that you think people could do with their prints that would be viable that they could actually you know put a little money in their pockets and and do something neat by putting a physical product out yeah well it depends you could print canvases and you could go to like real estate places or offer them your photos, you could go to hotels and offer your prints, everything like that, for that extra exposure as well as potentially a small amount of income because if you hit up a large hotel chain, you could be looking at a large, very large amount of prints that you could be pushing through those hotels. And also, I feel like a really cool way to have your work seen is by doing like a small magazine of a few pages and just pushing it out there so that people can see it. You also get the appreciation of it printed, but then everyone else appreciates that it's physical. You can feel it. There's more of an emotional connection with a print. Right. So who's your favorite artist right now? Like who inspires Jess Lois and why? 
Yeah, so many people in many different industries expire, inspire me, whether that be Gary Vee on patience and entrepreneurship. And then on, I know this might not be a popular opinion, but Jordan Belfort on his resilience and a ridiculous amount of drive to reach his goals. But there's a large amount of people that I draw inspiration from in terms of photography, quite a few of my friends, Ben Leo Davis, Spurway, all those type of people that they're authentic and they're pushing, driving for their goals. That's the type of people that inspire me. Absolutely. How do you deal with criticism with your work? Yeah, so I guess like most creatives, I take it on board. But at the end of the day, I'm kind of not, as an individual, I'm not creating to please anyone. I have a tight knit of mates and team members through Roshot that I can rely on for constructive criticism as we all want each other to improve. But on an individual level, as I said, I'm not out there to try and please anyone. I'm trying to chase my own dream. But with OzShot, it's more of a team effort. So there's criticism from everyone on the team, and we all strive for the best possible thing to put out for OzShot. Right. What do you struggle with most as an artist? Like, What's difficult for you, and how do you? how are you working on overcoming that, or how do you deal with that? Personally, I feel like balancing my work as in my full-time job my personal creations and projects and then I was shot it's all that balance that I guess I'm struggling with at the moment and any creative that has a lot going on for them is struggling with that balance as well so I guess the way that I'm trying to deal with it is by stepping back and scaling back and then realizing what I can and can't do within the small amount of time in each day so then pushing for those hard things and prioritizing from there as artists we're so sensitive like people are so sensitive yeah. so and they take things very personally so like how do you yeah. deal with people critiquing and, and criticizing your work yep there's everyone as a creator you have a tight-knit group of mates that their opinion does matter to you but as a creator you've also got to sometimes ignore the opinions of the many but focus on the minority because they're the ones that know you and want you to succeed as much whereas the my the major group of people that may be critiquing your work, they may not know the amount of time you've put in. They might not know the goal of your work, whereas the close, tight-knit people, your mates, everything like that, they do. So I'm lucky in the fact that I do have the Ozshot team to like try and push me on an individual level and on a level of Ozshot as well. Absolutely, and that's beautiful to have those people to bounce things off of. And like you said, like your real audience – uh, and your real supporters, they also understand your artwork a lot more. Exactly. Like the occasion of you, it's a lot easier to criticize something that you're not, you're just kind of like, oh, this is, you know, blah, blah, yeah, blah, exactly. blah. And it's like, yeah, you just don't get it because you don't understand me as an artist. But if you really followed me and read my messages and understood like the uh, vision for my art, then it would all make sense. Yeah, I feel like there are some artists out there and some creators that, they're trying to please that large population of the people that really don't understand what's going on. And that's where they're failing in a sense because they're not focusing on what's true to them. They're trying to please many instead of pleasing themselves and that small minority that believe in what they're trying to do. Dude, I agree. I couldn't agree more. Let's talk about that. So today we have all these people on Instagram and, and it seems like, you know, especially with the younger audience, it seems like everyone, all they're worried about is how to get as many followers as possible. Yeah, and definitely, I would love to hear your opinion on having, say, 100,000 followers that are all kind of, th you know, they check in with their stuff every now and again or having, you know, 
10,000 true diehard fans, like cult like yeah. following versus just mass broad following. Like what do you, what's your opinion on that? I, I think that the main root of like the younger generation of being obsessed with all the following count is when we're younger, we're always told like you need money, all this and money's a number figure. It's all done in numbers. Same with followers. So when people see like they, you've got the K, the 10 K or the M for million, People, the younger generation, they think, wow, this guy knows what he's doing just because he's got a simple letter after the number. But as you said, I'd much rather have 1,000 diehard fans than 100,000 people that just check in every now and again. Because that one even if that 1,000 is in that 100,000, that 1,000 is going to keep you pushing to evolve the work and be better with every single thing that you do. They're the ones that will want true progress and want you to keep chasing your dream instead of the 100,000 that just check in every now and again and they appreciate it less than the people, the diehard fans. I couldn't agree more. I think more people need to focus on, like you said, the few and not the many because it's the few that truly love you and support you and, and, and make exactly. everything go. And if you do focus on the many, then you lose the few and then you're, and to be honest, you're left with nothing. Exactly, and if you're pushing, like from a community point of view, we we always focus on that little guy who always turns up to our events. We know him, he knows us, and I'd much rather have that in-person connection with someone than have hundreds of thousands of online connections that people you may not ever meet, but they don't really understand what you're doing. They're just following you for the ride. Right, or they're in it for themselves or different reasons, yep. whatever it is. But I agree that the, the 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 guys that show up to all the meets or the smaller people, like they're the best people in the world, dude. Because you don't have to give them a dime or or anything, and they just yep. love your brand. They're advocates. They are diehard fans. They'll promote. They'll create. They'll push. They'll do whatever you need. Like they're on the team and they're with it. And exactly. that's that's the best feeling. And that's to to to, to truly make a difference in your space like that's the type of fans and, and people in your community that you need to have with you so yeah i feel all brands that are starting up they all need that they need authentic whether it be community members or customers or whatever the authentic ones are the ones that know the hustle as much as you do and they know the grind to get to where you are so they appreciate it a lot more and they appreciate the hard work that you're putting out that you may not get paid to do but they are they appreciate it and that's a reason that's a motivator to keep working that hard and working to that same level or better than that. Absolutely. So what's your earlier, you said something about a day job. So like, dude, you hustle. So you're running your own Instagram, you're running an odd shot, you got a team, you got a magazine and you have a full-time job. Yeah. So I work Monday to Friday in uh, international marketing. So when I was in London, I did the same thing. I worked for a really cool brand that sold like lights and motorbikes, everything like that. So it's quite a diverse company, that one was, whereas over here I work in education. So I promote the Australian beach lifestyle and learning English in Australia. So I work on that Monday to Friday, and then when I get home from work, I work on Oshot and work with the team, everything like that. And then on the weekends, I'm meeting up with my mates, and I'm going camping, taking photos, everything like that, just trying to enjoy life as much as possible while hustling 24-7. Yeah, no, absolutely, dude. So how do you balance that? Like, is it is it difficult or uh, any um, anything that you've tried newly, you know, that works for you that kind of helps you keep your keep your balance? Yeah. So when I was in London, it was a lot harder because of the time zone difference. I would be 
working nine till six and then I'd be trying to get work done with the team, everything like that, but they'd be asleep. So I'd then have to wait until early morning to get anything done. So I guess it's always good to have your team in the same time zone or at least the same like region. And that was the major struggle, I guess, I felt when it come to try to balance in it. But whereas now that I'm back in Australia, I can call up my mate on my lunch break at work. We can discuss something and then get it done that night. So I guess it's always the communication is the hardest part when it comes to balancing things. But as long as your team understand what you're trying to push for, then it doesn't matter how hard you're hustling because it's a passion. It turns from a from like my day job is my day job, then I'll show it as my passion. So it doesn't matter how much I need to put into it. It's always going to be a passion. And my team is, is exactly the same. They're passionate. So the balance kind of comes easy when it comes to that. But in terms of workload, it's, as I said, scaling back and then going forwards on what needs to be done. But as I said, I'm still learning. I'm no expert when it comes to this, unfortunately. I wish I was. Right. But it's all about just trial and error and everyone's different. Absolutely. I think the way I've dealt with the balance of like, you know, a lot of times people ask like, how do you run, you know, AOV and, and still find time for a girlfriend and family and friends and a, yeah. do- a dog and, and just yeah. own, like, personal life. Like I'm sure you have other creative things and things you like to do outside. And, and it's very true. But for me, I just kind of merge it all together. I'm like, dude, it's just like, work life like it's all the same thing to me like it's, it's just all like, the same hustle just, to get to the just, same point yeah it's just one thing and like if i wasn't working i'd be doing that anyway so yeah. like it's weird it's just like i don't really ever feel like i'm working nor do i ever necessarily feel like i'm on vacation that's like it's just kind of always this ongoing yeah, thing and it, and it only works that way when you're really doing like what you enjoy like when i'm podcasting and doing these things dude, I'm good. I could do this stuff from anywhere in the world and I love it and I'm stoked about it. Um, obviously when I'm doing things that I don't enjoy as much and there, there, there are those parts of the business, then yeah, it does feel like work at, you know, sometimes, but for the most part, uh, very much so is just like this, it's just life. It's like, I don't know. It's not work. It's not fun. It's just, it's just my life. Like this is exactly, I I don't know else how to explain it. So, uh, yeah, I feel that, um, like the key to, living a good life is both hard work and the happiness but personally I feel like you can't achieve one without the other I'm not really happy unless I am working hard I'm just a hard worker so the fact that I've got all these things going on and as you said they all merge together I, I don't see that as a problem because it's all the hard work that gets you to where you want to be absolutely speaking of hard work the journey it's hard to build things it's hard to create things uh, I'm sure you've been on a hell of a journey. Tell me about the lowest moment. And you can think about this because I want the real answer. Like, tell me about the most rock bottom you have ever been along this journey. It Tell us, you know, tell us about that moment and tell us how you overcame that. You can think about it because I want you to make it good. Yeah, like, yeah. Give me something juicy, bro. I know you've been, you're like me, bro. You've like, I've been through some real stuff. Some some pain, bro, you know? Yeah, we, we all have as creators. Absolutely. I guess the as a, from a personal point of view, the hardest part was when I moved to London, I was 18. So I'd finished high school three weeks before I moved to London. So I moved to London with no real plan of what was going to happen or what I was going to do. And I applied for many, many jobs and I went through two jobs doing door knocking and I know that's not a very desirable job but I had to do that to survive in London and I guess that was 
probably the hardest thing on a personal level because I didn't I didn't reach my goals when I thought that I was going to do that when I got there because London's like New York. It's a creative capital. And I saw all these amazing things coming out of London and then I was there walking around door knocking. So it kind of like killed my dreams in a sense. And I, uh, I'll admit I did think of coming home at times, but then I realized on a personal level I needed to do it for myself. I needed to be able to say that I went to London. I, I took over London and I did something creative and I guess I just stuck at it and kept applying for jobs until I had that opportunity to move from a small town on the coast of England up to London in central London. And then I got lucky enough, which I believe was from that hard work and doing all that, putting that time in, doing door knocking, everything like that. And as well as Oshot, I was lucky enough to get a marketing job. And I really had no experience in marketing, if I'm going to be honest. I kind of just took the opportunity and ran with it so fast they couldn't stop me. So I kept learning and learning. I guess that's what got me my job here. And it's just constant learning. You never stop learning. And on a personal level, that struggle did really help make me learn what is valuable in life. I don't really – I'd rather – die poor and be rich in life experience than die rich and have not many life experiences because at the end of the day it doesn't matter how rich you are you're still dead so I feel like I'd rather be doing something I enjoy for the rest of my life than just hustling and trying to get a house and all this type of thing the socially imposed routine and that struggle that door knocking spending the nights in the cold walking around England in a suit knocking on hundreds of doors a day it really made me figure out that my drive is to create, not to earn money. I, I think you're going to be able to, to easily do both. I think you are going to yeah. have a very amazing, fulfilled life, providing lots of value for amazing people. And I think you're going to make some really good money. I think you're going to make enough money. I think you'll have all the money you'll need. You know, I, I do hope so. I do extremely hope so. And I believe that anyone can do that as long as they have that drive and that hard work. And yeah, everyone has ever succeeded has always failed so you will fail and you will fail multiple multiple times until you get to that point like for example Oshot, I had a small like clothing brand in high school and I did little shirts and everything but it failed and I, I didn't really see that as a bad thing because I used all that experience from failing to create Oshot. and since then three we're almost at three years and we've never really had a major problem we've got some awesome partners that allow us to keep pushing for that dream to inspire everyone else but you're always going to fail so as long as you pick yourself up and learn from those experiences then that's the most important part and that's how you will succeed in life absolutely you have to fail to succeed baby exactly everyone i mean thank you dude i honestly thank you thank you that was very vulnerable of you thank you for being open with us and real Dude, that's what I love hearing. That just gets me going, man. Like I'm, I get sick of hearing like everyone's like glam stories when exactly. Like, I don't. The glam is like not exciting at all. I want to know about the struggle. Like, tell me about the stuff that yeah. didn't work. Tell me about how long it took you to get something off the ground. You know, tell me about, tell me about the real meaty stuff. So I, I, I really appreciate that, man. I, I guess when it comes to inspiration, the people that inspire me like. Jordan Belfort, he started from nothing and then he he created his own journey, his own destiny, everything like that. Couldn't have said it better. Couldn't have said it better. Uh, 
with that said, what's what's the big vision with Oshot? So you've created this community, you got this mag. What is the the I mean, dude, give me the massive meaty goal, like the vision, like what are you really trying to achieve with this? If you could do anything right now, you know, money's not a problem. So money's not a problem. You have resources to create whatever you want. What are you going to be doing with Oshot? If I, if money wasn't a problem, I would give every single per every single photographer in the world a free copy of Ozshot and give them the link to submit their own photos so that they can all be published in a massive. When I say massive, I mean hundreds of pages magazine of the world's underrated photography talent, and I'd give it out for free because that would inspire people. That would inspire the small fifteen-year-olds if they see. It everyone else doing it, they're going to try and push harder as well and they're going to keep taking photos and keep progressing. So I'd, I'd, yeah, I'd give it out for free, to be honest. I'd give it to every single photographer in the world, whether it be print or it be digital, just to inspire every single one of them, inspire them to keep chasing their dream because too many creators give up when it gets hard or when they fail. And when you're young, you feel like you can't really do anything. And I'm kind of lucky in the sense I'm quite reckless. I have a tendency to act first and think later and I don't really have many fears and when I do have a fear, I face it straight on. So when we created Oshot, I was 17 and I'm still only 19 and I've worked in London and I'm now working in marketing in Australia. So the age is always a massive like thing that's holding people back and I know so many creators that are 15, 16 and they're like, why can't everything happen now? It's the patience. It's the grind. You're not going to get anywhere unless you hustle. And that's what I hope to inspire with Oshot is to inspire people to both travel and experience the world as well as that hustle and the hard work because it takes a lot to create something that many people believe in. So if that's your goal, then you can be working for a hard, long time. And that's we with Oshot, we don't want to make it seem like it's all glamorous and you get to go to meetings and you work with camera brands and all this thing. It is, that's part of it, but it's also the 99 other things that you're hustling that no one else sees. It's the 1% everyone sees. So with Osho, we try to be as real as possible. We try to let people see the hard work that we go through and explain everything and help people learn. So when we have our events, we're big photographers who work with big brands, they come along, they try and teach people if they need help. And it's all just about that community aspect. But I'd also love to have, I don't know where we'd have it, but a massive Ozshot event with like a thousand people, whether it be in America or in Europe somewhere, just all creators from every single walk of life, whether that be photography, art, everything, and just have a massive free-for-all to inspire everyone. That would be that would be beautiful. A festival for the creators yeah. around the world come together, listen to music, collaborate, yep. create beautiful things, and have an amazing two day, three days, and yeah, exactly. And hopefully yeah. leave and hopefully leave fired up and ready to change the world. I'm like exactly. that would be that would be seriously insane, right? That would be amazing if we can do one event like that. And there's a thousand people, I can guarantee 10%, 15% will go back and they will try to change the world. And that's, that's, even though it's a small portion, it's still that extra amount of people that are pushing so hard for their dream, nothing can stop, stop them. Yeah. I mean, dude, it just takes creative warriors. Like we talked about, like you don't exactly. need, you don't need the million, like you don't need the 10 million. You just need the, you need the 10, the 1,000, 10,000 real, real people. Yep, you're 
you know, the, the creative warriors, and then work you're ready. As hard as you. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And together, and dude, nothing's going to stop you. Exactly. It's all about finding people that support your dream and they understand the hard work that you've put in and your failures and they've got failures. But at the end of the day, you both ensure that that failure doesn't happen again so that you can keep succeeding and you keep learning constantly. Absolutely, brother. looks like we're getting a little closer on time. Is there anything anything that you wanted to talk about that we didn't quite get to touch on? I guess the only thing that I have to add is there's a quote, I don't know where it's come from, but true success requires sacrifice. And all Hold on, so is that your favorite quote? That is my favorite quote without a doubt. All right, so say that Um, one more time. What is your favorite quote? True success requires sacrifice. Okay, and what does that mean to you? I, it, to me, it means no matter how much time or hard work I have to put into Oshot or my individual projects, I understand that it will pay off. I don't know when. It may pay off in a year or in five years or in ten years, but I know that it will pay off at some point. Money comes easy and life-changing experiences don't. So if you're, if you're a creator, you need, I guess you need to focus on your dream and it's no one else's dream, so it doesn't matter what everyone else says. It's your dreams. You're the one who needs to put the hard work in. You can't just cruise along with an idea of someone else's. If you want to change the world, your idea has to be the one that changes the world because you're the one who will work the long nights and the long days and constantly for your own dream, your own success. And that's a sacrifice in a sense, working constantly. And at the end of the day, you'll look back and you'll realize all that time you put in when you could be out partying with your friends now you've got a reputation now you're successful in your own mind whether that be you've got money you've got your company everything like that success is a very personal thing Mm -hmm. i agree success is very subjective you know yeah everyone has a different definition so i i hate when you know when people talk about success is like a certain number like that's not trust me i know a lot of extremely wealthy people that i would not consider successful like i'm like dude they're miserable yeah exactly and i know know, but i also know some extremely successful people that are very successful i'm like yo he's got money beautiful family awesome lifestyle he's a great person great character like the dude just is living the dream, you know? Yeah. And, and then, and then the opposite, you know, people that, you know, money's not their thing, but they found success. And, uh, so yeah, it's all subjective. Do what you want to do. Who like basically stop caring about what other people think. Exactly. Be courageous, right? To be successful. It takes courage and to be, and to to have courage, dude, it takes, it takes a lot of hard work. Takes, you know, you got to be fearless. It takes hard work as well, but I feel it takes failure as well to have that courage to keep to jump into like off a cliff into water. You've got to either fail before, or you've just got to have a natural instinct, and you got to chase that natural instinct to just jump into the water. Absolutely. What are your parting words for the AOV community? Leave them with a little bit of Jess Lois inspiration. This is like this is like your Tony Robbins moment, bro. So think about it for a second and then hit us with some, some Tony Robbins inspiration and uh, we'll wrap up the episode. Always remember that money comes easy. You can do anything for money. But the life-changing experiences that you sit around a fire and you tell your mates about or you write about or you just tell someone about, that is the most important thing I feel in life. I've, tra- I've been lucky enough to travel and 
as soon as I traveled, it's an addiction. I don't want to stop because I want that life-changing experience to tell everyone because money, as I said, it comes easy. You can work down at a shop seven days a week and you can have money, but working seven days a week on something that you envision will be successful and it's your dream, that's a life-changing experience because when you reach your peak that you feel is your success, you'll look back and you'll see all the experiences that you went along failure, success, travel, everything is life-changing experiences that improve you for the better. So I guess focus on what's important and if money is important to you then focus on that but if it's not then don't focus on it. It'll come when you reach your goals. Thank you for listening. Please share the Art of Visuals podcast with your friends and make sure to hit that subscribe button. Sharing is caring. You can follow Art of Visuals on Instagram at Art of Visuals or sign up for the Art of Visuals newsletter on artofvisuals.com. Join us next episode for more. But until then, let's continue to visually inspire the world together.